Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is your host Yasmina with Cut the Shit. So today's segment is signs a relationship may not work. Now I just want to say before I get into this, as I stated in my first video that I had put out, these topics that I'm coming up with, the information I'm giving you is based on some educational knowledge. And it's mostly because of experiences that I went through and what helped me become who I am today. So I just want to put that out there. Now, uh, the first thing I want to say is how I kind of knew a relationship was not going to work is if the person was mean to me. Like if we go on a date and you're just being like super mean. Okay. I don't want to try to make that work because I don't even know why you're coming at me like this, where I feel like I need to be aggressive. Now, what I never knew <laughs> when dating, I never thought of terms like manipulation, gaslighting, shift blaming, emotional abuse, love bombing, financial dependency, false protection, cultural differences, along with just a lot of things you know I was experiencing. So I definitely always found myself in different webs. And I feel like what helped me and what I feel will help you is the main thing that I feel you need to ask someone when you're dating them at some point during the date or maybe the second date is how do you resolve conflict? Because I hear a lot about everything was beautiful, everything was great, and then something happened where it was a conflict of interest and you saw how that person handled it and then you felt like it should be handled this way and now it's just a lot of head bumping. If you can understand how this person solves conflict and also ask yourself, how do you resolve conflict? If you're in a position where somebody's saying something you don't like or say, for instance, you're trying to park in a space and then somebody takes your parking spot, what are you going to do? Are you going to drive off? Are you going to get out your car and say something to this person? Like It's important to know how you resolve conflict, first of all, before even going on a date. Understand yourself first. How do you resolve conflict? Don't ask them how they resolve conflict and then hope that you'll agree with their answer or something because that's not important. You have to know how you resolve conflict. Now, in response, I don't get involved. If someone says, like, I don't get involved, then they deflect. That's what they're saying to me. So every time there's a problem, you're just going to walk away. You're not going to try to figure it out because you're hoping that they don't do that with you, where they're just walking away. They don't want to try to figure it out. Another big one is people always say, oh, if they can make me laugh. And I think laughing is great. But a person that's constantly laughing, I can't take you serious. Because what if it's something serious going on and you laughing? <laughs> you know, so consider that. When you meet a guy or you meet a girl like, oh, she's always making me laugh. It's like, is that her way of dealing with everything where she's just laughing? A, a good person, Will Smith. Everybody loves Will Smith. Will Smith is always laughing. Now, I think at some point in the relationship with him and Jada, I think Jada stopped laughing. And then I think Will realized Jada wasn't laughing no more. And then I think a whole situation happened. And uh, I'm just saying. You got to worry about how a person that always laughs handles confrontation. It's something to admire because I don't want to walk around somebody that's not laughing. I mean, I think it is something to admire. Like I said, just it just demonstrates to me that, um, you know, something deeper under the surface. Now, for people who are dating, it should be important for us to be knowledgeable of different types of manipulation. It is common in many facets of our life you know, meeting good people, bad people, 
I found that I was more worried about how I was being perceived by somebody rather than thinking to myself, this is an interview process. And, you know, during this time, the person's supposed to impress upon me why I should let them have my attention. So what I started realizing is I started realizing I was treating them as a 90-day program without even me subconsciously realizing that. Because I always would talk to somebody and then I'd have friends say, well, what happened to such and such? I'm like, oh, I just didn't work out. I don't know why that just set in with me. I think because like you think of it like this, a job gives you 90 days to prove you will be on time, dependable, trustworthy, loyal, and a benefit to the company. So isn't this like, this is what you want your significant other to be like. So that's what you should look at. We should take this process a lot more seriously. The nine, the first 90 days is critical. I think people look at maybe the first six months. I feel like I heard that a lot. Like, let me see how they do in six months. And I'm just like, man, you know, once you get six months in, it's kind of like your emotions is locked in. So it's hard to pull out. So I feel like if you shorten that time with, okay, this is three months. Now you could look at somebody's history in that three months and you could look and say, well, maybe the next three months, it'll be different. <laughs> I don't like to waste time like that. And the reason why it's easier for us to look past 90 days is really because of sex. And I understand sex being a big thing. Um, it's just what I've come to realize is that we see the signs, but we don't acknowledge them, nor do we know exactly how to categorize what we're witnessing. It's because we're uneducated. So there is some failure on our part. You know, I feel like we want to be educated, but we don't know where to start. We don't know what to look for. Like, I did, you know, I did not recognize this wasn't going to work. Did I just waste all this time? I even had a family member tell me, you know, they didn't know what I was doing. It was like, is every person you meet the one? And I'm thinking, I mean, yeah, that's uh, kind of what I'm going for here. I'm not thinking, okay, I went on a date with this person, which I thought was the one. They're not the one. So now I'm going to go date with the next person. And I'm going to say, oh, I'm never going to treat them like they're the one because I just thought that other person was the one. And we do find ourselves doing that, which is unfair to the other person. I feel like you do got to give people a chance if you're planning on dating. Uh, you know, we don't date thinking this isn't going to work. This is because we aren't accepting the knowledge we are being presented. We're actually, in fact, refusing to understand the situation or educate ourselves on the situation. No matter how these things turn out, we should always be learning from them. And that's another thing I feel like people are really hard on themselves about. I feel like when they do have a situation that fails, mainly the reason why I feel like the person feels so bad about themselves is because they think about how much time they put into that relationship. And it's like, God, oh, do I really want to go back out there and do this again? Because I put so much time into that relationship and I didn't recognize how unhealthy it was until... I mean, I had one girl I knew that was, you know, with someone for eight years. And, you know, when I saw the situation, I was thinking to myself, I don't think this is going to work, you know. And I think after 10 years, she finally broke apart from that relationship. But I was just like, man, that's a lot of time to put into something, you know. Over time, my my recognition of what I say these, why I say into these entanglements is because I felt the person was a protector. If I saw a sign like feeling uncomfortable or being unsure how to respond in an unforeseen, usually I stop and think to myself, okay, was that okay? Was that not okay? Am I overreacting? 
I felt like I was putting too much into where I would end up explaining it anyways. What we want to learn to do is ask our person to explain a little bit further. We are led to believe doing this is pushy. I don't think so. This is our life. If you're unsure about something, what people usually do is they'll go have a conversation with their friend, their mom, etc. Hey, this person said this. What do you think? And I feel like we should stop right there. If somebody said something, you need to tell them, hey, you said something. I'm not really sure what you meant by this because this is what I think it means. You have to give that person a chance to explain. And that's how usually you get relationships where you have so many people involved in your relationship because you have those people telling you what they think your partner is thinking. And then next thing you know, you and your partner are confused by other people's viewpoints. So if your partner does or says something, I believe if you want to be in a healthy relationship, you ask as many questions as you need to feel comfortable. And honestly, if that person says, hey, these are too many questions, I really just don't want to do this, then okay, that just isn't going to work with you and that person. It doesn't mean that it's not going to work with anybody you ever date again. You might run into somebody that understands that you're an overthinker. And it could be you constantly need to be reassured. So that person is a great communicator, so they have no problem doing that for you. And, and I feel like you got to keep looking until you feel satisfied. If you feel like you are lowering the bar because you're talking to yourself like, maybe it's me, maybe it's me, uh-uh, you have to stop that right away. Because even if you say, you say, okay, it's me, and you're like, I'm just going to go with this, at some point in that relationship, you're going to be like, what am I doing? That's how you see people that's been together for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and all of a sudden they're divorced. Yeah, because they're like, you know, either they haven't been communicating that whole relationship or somebody stopped communicating. And in relationships, I feel like you always have to communicate. There's always going to be new topics that come up. I mean, the world is changing on a daily basis. So that's just my point. At least that's what we're longing for, especially if, you know, you've been on a few dates you have the right type of temper of water of what you're waiting. If this person you're asking this, another thing personally, I'll say that is a big thing for me. Um, I always hear about not going in each other's phones. I will never, ever understand that because I just think to myself, look, if it's a business phone, okay, I understand that. No, I don't think you should have access to your spouse's business phone because there's more than likely confidential information in there that is between them and whoever the other person is. And I don't feel like you should have that information, but I feel like as far as personal phones, I'll just never understand why the, why you're, the person that you're making a lifelong commitment with cannot have access to your phone. That is the weirdest thing to me. Like, I feel like it's not that I want to see your phone all the time, but like if I say, hey, let me see your phone, it's like, what do you need to see it for? Whoa, I just wanted to see it really quick to check the time or I just wanted to see it to take a picture or you, I'm not, I, I don't feel like I should have to have this long list of explaining why I'd like to see your phone. Now, I feel like if it's the first weekend dating, no, I don't feel like you should see someone's phone. I feel like when it should be okay to see someone's phone is if you are telling you know each other, we are going to be in a long-term committed relationship that does hopefully lead to marriage or just a long union. Uh, if, if it's a big deal that I can't go through your phone after we committed ourselves to each other, that is a problem to me. That's a problem to me. 
I don't want to understand why I can't look through it. Just the fact that you're saying, no, this is something I cannot normalize in our relationship moving forward. You know, I don't care how long we've been together. No, you. it's never okay for you to pick up my phone. Funny story behind that. I remember one time I went through this guy's phone I was dating when I was much, much younger. And because I felt like he was just acting weird and I know what was going on. And I went through his phone and I had seen some message from some girl. He got really, really upset. Like he was just blowing up mad. And I'm thinking like, okay, like he was just really mad. Long story short, come to find out he was on America's Most Wanted. And I was like, that's why he was mad. I went through his phone. <laughs> that's not funny, I guess, but um, I have never felt wrong about going through someone's phone because there's always something in there that is bigger than just them talking to some girl. It can be really something big that they're doing. Or you find these women in relationships where it's like, hey, I didn't know this person was a dangerous guy. You need to know who you're around at all times. You know, um, it, it's, you, could, you should watch things like, I don't know, Fear Thy Neighbor. Or um, what's another good show? American Greed is a good show. You know, educate yourself on people. Just educate yourself on human beings because there's a lot more to the surface. A person must first figure out themselves before they're dating. If you have not figured out who you are, you're a manipulator. Because if you don't know what you want in a relationship, you don't know how you resolve conflict, that means you're just going to wing it. And that's where I feel like it's unfair to, I will say, where men feel like they also cannot trust women because it's, I feel like there is a lot of pressure on a man where he just has to adapt. And I feel like it's really hard to adapt all the time. And I feel like that's a dangerous situation when you are constantly putting a man in a situation where he has to just adapt. He just has to figure it out. Well, when people are busy adapting and figuring things out, sometimes they like to figure out a way to take a nice break. And we all know what that can lead to. And I feel like it'll be easier for men if a woman knows what she wants, she knows how to handle conflict. Or if you don't know what you want, if you trust your partner enough, this is dangerous, but if you do, you have to vocalize, I don't know. Make sure you know the person before you say you don't know though, because you don't want to be talking to somebody that's a manipulator, gaslighter, or emotional abuser like, cool, she don't know what to do. I'm about to think for her and I'm going to tell her how she should think. That's how you do get women that are in emotional abusive relationships, um, financial dependency, because you vocalize to the wrong person that you don't know how to think. And they're going to do all the thinking for you. And they're going to tell you how you should feel. And they're going to tell you why you shouldn't react like that. And then you're just running around like, I, I don't know who I am. <laughs> it's like terrorism. You're holding this person hostage while you go through all your erratic and mentally straining growth. It's just not cool. Like I said, people, I understand that people do want to date because you just want to have someone there. But I feel like what people do is they try to force themselves to be in a relationship when they are just not ready for a relationship because they don't know who they are. They're ready to take pictures with somebody. They're ready to go on dates. They're ready to have a title when they invite these people around. They don't want to say, this is just my friend. And that's more so because of what the other person is thinking. 
Like I said, you have to do some self-reflecting, man or woman. I do believe that it's okay to date. Honestly, I, I feel like, um, you know, for I'll say personally with my kids, um, if they were try to, to try to get married at like 21, I'd be like, oh, okay, what I would spark that interest? You know, I'd, I'd be a little, I'd be a little, I'd have a couple of questions. Versus if they were 30 and they're like, hey, I'm getting ready to get married. I'd be like, boy, well, you had your 20s. You learned a lot of, you know, it's, it's different. Because I feel like at 20-something, you don't know who you are. Or, you know, you more than likely have a strong idea of who you are. And you feel like when you turn 30, I'm still going to be the same person. And I don't care who you ask. Nobody is the same person at 30 that they were at 21, 25, 26, probably even 28. And if they are, well, you know, it takes others a little bit longer to grow. Also, granted, I feel like... In my 20s, boy, that was really, really, um, oh my God, I, I don't even know how to word it. I did not realize how much I didn't value myself until I got, I want to say 30 years old. I was like, wow, I really did not value myself. I didn't know what valuing yourself looked like. And I didn't know what devaluing yourself looked like. So I'm saying, I do understand that women who are younger or even women who are older, I feel like we just want to be with a man and we just want to be intimate. But just realize, unfortunately, it more than likely will change the dynamic of the relationship. You're going to look at what it could have been and what it is. And also, I finally had came to a place, I would say at 30, where I felt like um, people didn't even deserve to touch me. Not even like uh, tap me on my shoulder. Uh, you could say, uh, yes, Mina, I could hear you don't have to touch me, but I never valued myself like that because I was busy having fun or I, I felt like I had to act. I was always so busy acting. And that's why, again, I named my show cut the shit. Cause I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done acting. I'm done trying to understand what the other person's thinking. What a nightmare. Cause usually you can tell the person what you feel they're thinking and you're always going to get 99% of the time. That's not at all what I was thinking. <laughs> so you just spend all this time thinking about what the other person's thinking. And like I said, 99% of the time, that is not at all what they were thinking. So while you're wasting time thinking about what the other person's thinking, figure out what you want. Have fun if you want to. Have fun, but stop trying to hold people to a commitment. Because that's that's the first sign of a bad relationship. If you are going to a relationship with expectations for this person to live up to, that's a problem. You can have expectations, but to make them live up to it, that's that's a problem. You have to say, hey, these are my expectations. This is what I want. And if they say, hey, you know, I, um, that's not me, then you just have to say, that's not me. For instance, um, uh, what what's a good a good example? Okay, somebody who works on airplanes. You know, if somebody works on airplanes and I'm trying to interview people to work on my airplane, well, I'm not going to interview a photographer. They talk great. They seem like they got a lot of great skills. But imagine how much work I have to put into this photographer before they're to the point where they can work on this plane without me looking. And that's how you have to look at the qualifications and other people. You can see potential in somebody, but you have to realize, are you really ready to put in that much time and effort into somebody else that you could be putting into yourself? And then just... Let law of attraction, let that person draw themselves to you. A relationship is in jeopardy of not working out if you don't know who you are. 
Not knowing what makes you happy or sad, what makes you feel protected or vulnerable. Setting yourself up as someone's project or being forced to take someone else on as a project. Once you're truly confident in who you are, you will better discern if a relationship is in your best interest or not. You have to let go. You should treat yourself like royalty in your heart, in your mind, as well as what an audience can see. A tub or toilet in your home that's dirty is how you know you're not ready for a company. Cleaning up what clogs up who you could truly be and attract is what this is all about. And you deserve to be treated like royalty. Yes, you deserve to be treated like royalty, but you really have to stop and look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you treating yourself like royalty? Going out, getting drunk, passing out, that, that's not royalty. I feel like you could do things in your private home, but I'm not going to do that in front of an audience of people. And if you're okay doing that in front of an audience of people, basically devaluing yourself, well, somebody in that audience is going to feel like it's okay to treat you like that. So just double check with yourself. Do some research on how do I know I'm mentally healthy? How do I know I value myself? I always do quizzes where I'll just randomly do a quiz like, am I a good mom? And I'll, you know select what you know I feel applies to me and it'll say great mom just work on this more so I'm always taking quizzes on Google just to have someone to talk to because I'm not always going to take all my problems to somebody else because usually I don't want to make myself too vulnerable and then plus on top of that people kind of give you um, advice based on the value they see in you and based on what they think you should hear so keep that in mind now, thanks for tuning in with me. This is Yasmina with Cut the Shit. Also, if you like this video and want to see more, please like and subscribe so you can be notified when new content is available. All my information is below if you want to schedule a session to begin rising your vibration to becoming a better you. I'm here to listen. Thanks, guys.